This is the Money Made Better podcast by Libro Credit Union, helping you with the financial need to knows with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the Money Made Better podcast. Thank you once again for being here. I have to plug it because I do it at the start of every single episode. If we're not covering a topic or you have a question, make sure you head over to Libro.ca. Under the Learn tab, you'll see Money Made Better. It's the second tab. We have a form there you can submit. It comes right to my email. I don't know if I should promote that or not in case I ghost somebody. No, I don't do that. But I am always open to topic suggestions. So if you're not hearing something but you want to, please head over to Libro.ca. Today is exciting because we are going to be talking about a very important partnership that Libro has with Junior Achievement. And I'm not here alone because I'm never here alone. So I have roped in Karen Gallant from Junior Achievement. Thank you so much for being here, Karen. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. And I have Scott McLeod, who is the Regional Manager of Community Banking on behalf of Libro. Scott, how are you today? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that the two of you are here because the two of you have a working relationship and that's been ongoing for some time. So this is really cool. Karen, I want to dive right in about junior achievement and I will be the first to raise my hand and say up until about a month ago, I had never heard of junior achievement. But let me let me preface this with saying I did not grow up in southwestern Ontario, which is where JA is primarily based, correct? We are actually a global organization. We operate in 120 countries around the world. And here in Canada, we have 14 local offices, including JA Southwestern Ontario. But don't worry, Lindsay, you are not alone. We like to say that JA is one of the country's best kept secrets. It's sad, but it's true. Okay, well, let's change that. I like that. I do too. Can we talk a little bit about what Junior Achievement does with the programs and in schools and kids? I'm just going to stop rambling. Okay. Fill me in. All right. So Junior Achievement is uh, an organization. We're a charity and we really exist to inspire and prepare young people to be successful. And what does that mean? That's what you're going to say. What on earth does that mean, Karen? Well, what we try to do is we try to teach young people how to develop financial literacy skills, financial health skills. We teach them skills and attitudes that are required to be successful in the workplace. And we also help them start small businesses. So our three pillars of programming are financial health, work work readiness, and entrepreneurship. We offer our programs in classrooms, grades 4 to 12, and we also run extracurricular programs for high school students. Now, how does this work? I've been out of school for some time. My son is not at school age. How does this work with curriculum and then bringing in an external partner like Junior Achievement? How do you guys get involved in with what schools? How does that all work? So we promote our programs to schools and teachers right across southwestern Ontario, but we do uh, um, have to wait for a teacher to invite us into the classroom in order to deliver a program. So a teacher will contact us, say, I'd like to run a, a program of some description. We can talk more about the specific programs, but uh, the the teacher invites us in. We work with businesses and community partners to get volunteers to go into the classrooms to facilitate those programs. It's such a key learning opportunity to have someone who students perceive as an expert, not their parents, not their teachers, 
but an expert to come in and share their experiences, it's just a game changer for a lot of young people. And so we get uh, the volunteers to go into classrooms, they facilitate the programs, and the students come out so much uh, more knowledgeable about uh, whether it's financial literacy, entrepreneurship, or uh, work skills. I have to know, what age ranges are the classes typically when JA comes in? We run programs everywhere, grade four to 12. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I've said it before on this podcast and no shame, and I hope it's not the same for youth coming up. Um, But that was not really a thing when I was in school. Uh, I don't remember anybody talking about a budget to me, including my parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not great. So I love that this is happening. Karen, you've been doing really well in the hot seat, but Scott, you're sitting there awfully quiet. (laughs) Scott, I want to know, how did you get involved from a Libro standpoint with junior achievement? And what is your role on behalf of Libro? So I have uh, volunteered with junior achievement in the past in classrooms. And I have to say, it's a really, um, it's really exciting to get out of our normal day-to-day. Uh, our staff are asking to take part and participate all the time. Um, yeah, getting that chance to go in and see the kids, um, teach them the things that, we, that we've learned and we've seen from experience, right? In, in our workplace, unfortunately, we see the 20, 25, 30-year-olds that come in that never had that opportunity to learn Um, anything to do with finances, financial resilience, budgeting, to your point. Um, And to be able to know that we can go in and give them some skills, give them that just that little bit of learning um, that some other people never necessarily had uh, is is truly important. And it just makes us feel inspired by the end of the day, right? It's, uh, I have to say, they they can be tiring days because Mm -hmm. we're not used to going in and working with grade 10 kids for the most part. Uh, my wife is a teacher. I definitely am not. Uh, but just getting that opportunity to, to inspire some youth, give them just a few of those skills. If they can take one or two tangible pieces away, um, it really makes you feel like it's been a, a valuable amount of time that you're spending. I'm going to keep you in the hot seat, Scott. You have kids that are right in the wheelhouse who would benefit from junior achievement. What are some conversations happening in your household if you're comfortable sharing surrounding money? We live in a, uh, and I hesitate to say this, but things have become more and more cashless since the pandemic. Um, I don't even have a wallet on me today. Apple Pay is convenient. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, What are those conversations like with your kids though? Because they're not seeing the money flow out the way we would have watched with our parents. Or I remember my mom dropping me off on a Friday or Saturday night at the movie theater with like, here's 10 bucks. And that would cover my ticket and popcorn or whatever. It's not like that anymore. No, not at all. So I I do have a 14 year old and an 11 year old. Uh, The 14 year old, she has her phone with her Apple pay on it. Uh, So even for herself, she's not carrying around. Typically, if she makes some money babysitting, she hands it to dad and says, can you please put it in my account? And uh, so that she can then not have to worry about carrying it. Uh, And absolutely, to your point, uh, when I was a kid, I vividly remember going to the grocery store with my mom. Uh, She had her piece of paper where she wrote out what she needed to buy for the week. She was constantly calculating. She was a bookkeeper, so she, she had it all detailed of how much everything was going to cost. Uh, and then when she got to the till, um, 
she'd hold a few items back and want to make sure that it was going to be within the budget. She would ask the, ask the, uh, the store worker to make sure, you know, what's, how much have I spent so far and can I afford these extra few things? Um, where nowadays, yeah, we, we tap, I use my watch to tap. I've been doing that right through the pandemic and our kids just don't see that actual physical transaction anymore. Um, and then when they do say, Hey, can we have this? Can we have that? And you tell them, you know, we don't really have the money for that right now. What do you, what do you mean? We don't have the money for that right now. They, they just think that money is this endless pit. They don't have to worry and stress about it. Uh, what do you mean when you tap, you have to pay that back to your credit card company? What, what are you talking about? So, um, to be honest, even working in a financial institution, we probably aren't having enough conversations about it because we just, we go about our day-to-day business. Uh, when something, the, the best lessons come up when or when they are asking for something and we say, not today. You know, we don't have the money for that today. That's not in our budget right now. Um, that opens up the conversations. And, 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 and when that happens, that's almost the light bulb moment for a parent to say, oh, they don't really get what is really going on with finances at all. I listened to this and it's so concerning. My son is in between two and two and a half. And I don't know what life is going to look like by the time he's my age with regards to finances, the economy, jobs, all of these things are just so uncertain. But you're right, there's a real lack of awareness. And so Karen, I have to know the programs that Junior Achievement offers are some of the conversations surrounding this because credit can be a really great thing. And I get cash back on my credit card, which is why I'm constantly tapping, but I am very cognizant as somebody who got into trouble with a credit card at 19. You better have the funds there. I pay it off right away. Um, I get impatient if it doesn't hit right away. I'm, I'm so on top of it, but I learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not alone, Lindsay. And so JA's programs really do try to teach uh, young people from a very early age what it means to manage your money. And so how do you earn your money? What do you do with it? How do you save it? How do you invest it? And how do you spend it? And we deliver programs that are age appropriate. So at, you know, grade four, we start introducing those concepts at a grade four level. Then we build on that in grade five, six, seven, eight, and beyond so that we can really reinforce those learnings over a school curriculum. And then also um, as the kids get older and they start to have a job, right? So, um, you know, Scott, I know you're, you were telling me that uh, your daughter has started to, to earn some money. And mm-hmm. um, so, like, what does that mean? How do you help um a young person, whether it's a child or a student or, you know, a, a colleague or what have you, a colleague's kids, um, how do you help them understand, okay, maybe I'll put that 10% away so that I can save for what I'm looking for. Um, I can spend some on what I want right now. I'm going to be philanthropic. So we try to help young people develop uh, a philanthropic mindset as well. Understanding that giving back is very important uh, and then investing And then we also introduce the concept of credit at the right age and stage um, where it makes sense for kids. Where was this when I was a child, Karen? (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. It's really cool to hear about that these conversations are happening and the division of money. It's Mm -hmm. so important to pay yourself first if you are able to. And that's something else that's not 
widely spread enough, in my opinion. Um, it's it's cool to hear about the value of a dollar and where that money is going. If if you're listening to this podcast right now and you are not familiar with Libro and the pillars that Libro has, financial resilience is one of our key pillars. And I would like to talk a little bit about the partnership between Junior Achievement and Libro and how long this has been going on. I'll leave it to you. So really appreciate that opportunity because Libro is a great partner to Junior Achievement and has been since 2007. So we're talking a really long time here, Lindsay. Um, you know, they provide volunteers, which is a key component of the resourcing that we look for. And they also do provide financial support. Um, the partnership is very important to us, and we have such strong alignment in a couple of places. Uh, I was listening to one of your previous episodes where Sean Good was speaking, and two things that he said really resonated with me in terms of why our partnership works so well. One is that financial resilience pillar, financial resilience being the ability to respond or um, deal with unanticipated financial situations. You lose your job. You get into credit card debt, whatever that looks like. Um, and it, the ability to do that uh, and to respond in, a, in an appropriate way comes from building some good, healthy financial management habits throughout your life so that you do have that resilience. Uh, the second one was financial well-being. That was the other piece that uh, Sean was talking about. And it really struck home because people worry about money right? And you have to develop good attitudes and a good mindset towards money and finances. And you do that starting at a young age. And so the partnership between JA and Libro makes so much sense from the, the focus that Libro has on those two areas and what JA does to develop people who can have the right uh, mindset and attitude toward money, and then also to have resilience as well. The partnership's been in place since 2007 with Libro, but how long has Junior Achievement been around? Locally, we've been around since uh, 1963. So we're celebrating our 60th anniversary Congratulations. this year. Thank you. Thank you. And globally, we've been around for more than 100 years. Wow. Yeah. That's we incredible. We are a long-standing institution. That's amazing. I'm going to ask you a question, and I don't know if you're going to have an answer. Um, kids that have been... Uh, introduced to junior achievement and gone through a program perhaps have you been able to see successes as they've aged out of school into their young adulthood into adulthood um, is there is the proof in the pudding so to say that junior achievements programs are working that's a great question. Um, <laughs> because we've been around for so long, we have had the opportunity to do some longitudinal studies on that and the Boston Consulting Group did a study and it showed that uh, participants in a JA program are more likely to save money than people who did not participate in a JA program. They are more likely to earn more than individuals who did not participate. And because a key focus is on entrepreneurship, a key focus of JA, our alumni are 50% more likely to open a business. You know what business creation does, Lindsay. Libro is a big supporter of small business. And so, you know, having more entrepreneurs in the funnel uh, and more successful entrepreneurs, it's a huge outcome for JA. Uh, at the end of the day, the Boston Consulting Group report determined that for every dollar invested in JA, there's a $45 return to society. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. It's huge. And it's through things like 
people who have higher paying jobs, they remain employed, they have an easier time getting employed, they start businesses, they create jobs and wealth. So Keeping it's all it that local. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's incredible. Mm. Um, I don't know who who wants this question because Scott, you you've helped with facilitating junior achievement programs. How long are the programs? Like, what is the time commitment if a teacher approaches you from a school? M- many of our programs are just in; they can be done in one day. Um, wow! Yeah, so they're a day in a classroom, a uh, day out of the office uh, for our volunteers, and many of our partners will. Um, provide those vac- uh, not vacation days. They'll allow their employees to take vacation, but they employ uh, or they allow employees to do volunteering, and right. so you can have a couple days uh, just as part of your regular uh, job benefits. So that's great, very helpful. Um, we do have a program called Company Program that is often run in an after-school environment, um, and that's eighteen weeks, three hours a night. So a lot bigger commitment, but a huge impact in creating that next generation of, of entrepreneurs. That's amazing. Um, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that was a lot um, and a lot of really good information. And the numbers are really staggering. So cool to hear. Cool to see. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Scott, I want to throw it back to you and your your daughter for a second. When she's, she's starting to make money, I remember my first job and when CDs were all the rage, getting paid every Thursday and like burning my very sad paycheck. I was getting paid like six bucks an hour um, on as many CDs as I could buy. What are the conversations that you're having internally? And I feel like we've, we've talked about this. There's more pressure because you do work at a financial institution. What are those conversations with her like to, to make sure she is set up for success? Yeah. So, so with our daughter, she has, I think, we're lucky to start. She really likes money. She likes to see her balance Who doesn't? going up. So, <laughs> but she 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 likes to get the money, and she likes us to spend our money on her. You know, that's I, I think smart. She's smart, smart cookie. That way, yeah. <laughs> so for right now, she's really just started. She just got her first. Uh, she had a, a a gig at an apple orchard for a few weeks. Uh, she started timekeeping hockey. She's babysitting. She's actually doing two of those things tonight. So she's really trying to get as many hours as she can. Um, if anything, right now, we just want her to get used to having some money going in and having some come out as well. So we're actually, because she hasn't really spent much, we haven't put any limits on it yet. Now, I believe when she turns 15, she's able to get more of a, we'll say, permanent part-time job Mm -hmm. and when that happens we've already spoken to her that that's when there's going to be a percentage that is going to be taken into a separate account towards higher education uh if there's something that she wants to save for like a car uh she really needs to learn how to do that budgeting piece and set up separate accounts for that um you know if, if if you just have one bucket that all your money is going in and out of, it's a lot harder to have that budgeting and saving habit. So just set, you know, truly on the on the wealth um, accumulation standpoint, just setting up habits, starting saving uh, as early as possible, is is absolutely the best habit that you can that you can start. So yeah, we're having those conversations already, um, and yeah, to part of it actually, I, I remember back to myself. Um, I really came from a family that strived on saving, uh, which was fantastic. It was very foundational for me. It was also to the point of I was worried when I spent money that I was going to get in trouble. 
Um, so when you talk about CDs, I remember buying a Tragically Hip CD and I came home and didn't tell my mom and she found the CD and I got in some trouble. And I think she had a moment at that point where she realized I needed to have some permission to be able to spend at least some of the money that I was earning because I, I was working a, a job at that point in time. Um, so you almost still need to have that conversation about balance. So yes, some of this money is for whatever you want to spend it on. You've earned it, you've worked hard and you need to have that habit for saving for the future. That's such an interesting point. I have, I have an older brother and uh, we are about as different as two kids could be. That's not uncommon for families. My brother saved, saved, saved. Like I remember hitting him up for money being like, oh, but can I borrow? Knowing he would never get it back because I was a spender. Mm. It's interesting to me coming from the same household, the conversations were the same between the two of us from my parents um, and such different habits. My brother is still a better saver than I am. I have obviously learned the hard way over the years, Um, but I've gotten there. But I don't think that there was enough of a conversation happening amongst my parents and us with money and the importance of it. And a lot of parents don't know enough about it themselves, right? Right. They didn't grow up with the habits. And I think that's where partnerships like JA can bridge some of that gap, right? There, there's not, uh, there isn't the curriculum in schools. So, and, and some of the teachers may not know themselves, right? And if, until you put the curriculum in front of them, they don't necessarily know what to teach and spend time on. So it's a great way of bridging that gap. Uh, I was talking to Karen before, you know, I've, I've had the luxury in my role to, uh, speak with a lot of um, MPPs. Uh, certainly the, the education is on their docket. And no matter what party they're from, whether they're in power or not, I always advocate for financial education. They all say, yes, we need more of it. And it's just touch, such a tough thing to actually make happen. There are so many other priorities. It's so crucially important. It needs to be in schools. And no government has really found a way to make it happen well yet. So JA is here as that bridge uh, and has the ability and has shown the ability to uh, step in and do what our governments haven't yet done. That's amazing. Scott, Karen, thank you so much for your time today. This conversation has been educational for me. And uh, I hope those who will listen to this episode as well. I am going to link the Junior Achievement website in our resources tab. But Karen, if somebody's listening right now and they want to check it out while this episode's wrapping up, what is the website? It's jaswo.org. So jaswo.org. Swo. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you both so much again for your time. If you've been enjoying these episodes, don't forget you can always subscribe. You'll get notified right away as soon as a new episode comes out. We will be back in the month of December with another Money Made Better podcast. Until then, stay well. 